Here comes the crazy train. Welcome back to the podcast. Well, you know what time of the month it is. And no, it's not my ministration. Now that you're finished laughing, let's get back to it. Obviously, the kid is not with me on this one, and that's good. Uh, I may have her on here at some point because we have been talking about a few things over the past couple of weeks well i didn't want to do this and this is not going to be a full crazy train edition i just happened to be sitting down editing a piece of video and i looked at my phone and it said something about biden mandating more covert uh tests and testings and you know and kind of basically forcing public companies to go and do it. And I I saw the tail end of it. I haven't seen the whole thing, to be honest with you. So maybe after I've seen the whole thing and caught up on all the news, I'll come back on here with another one of these editions and then have a whole laundry list of stuff to talk about. And then we can get into it. But um, basically telling private companies that you need to do this. But it was really weird to me how when he ended the meeting, he kind of whispered, get vaccinated, and walked away. Now, honestly, I don't understand this guy, and I don't really know who's telling him this, that this is a great technique to do, because quite frankly, it's really, really freaky. And a little bit scary. You know, kind of pedophile-ish, kind of, you know, that creepy dude who walks up on you and whispers in your ear, you're like, what? You know, that, that guy who whispers real slow so you can come in and lean in to say something, to say, what did you say? You get snatched up in the car or the girl lean in and he turn around and, and get one of them quick kiss because he's one of them slick dudes. I, I, I don't know about this whole speech, um, what do you call that? It's technique. It, this is not working for me. I don't know how or who was telling him that this is a good thing to do. So the mandate thing set me off to come over here when... I have some phone calls I need to make. There's some other things I wanted to do. But I was just sitting here going, you know what? Let let me just do this. And I've titled this one, Just a Thought. Because it's not a concrete thought. It's not everything put together for a full, really, really thought out, planned out, uh, crazy train edition. Now, I used to do special editions on on the, the, um, what do you call that? See, my thoughts are all over the place because I didn't really have a concrete idea or thought I wanted to go with you today. Um, the special editions that I was doing last year was on Sundays or just once a month that I was doing in, in, in the first season. However, so I'm looking at this going, wow, this is crazy. And when I remember, I have to go back and look at the, look at the, the, uh, the, the banks that's all stored up and see which one or what episode it was that I told you guys that they were going to keep you in the mask forever that they were going to continue the fear forever, that it was never going to be your choice forever, that at some point they were going to begin to start forcing people and they're going to remove the word choice out of the language and out of everything else. That the crazy that happened all of summer, of the summer of hate, I call it, of 2020 was not over. And it wasn't a racial thing. They, they, because you see, what? It, okay, there was some racial race baiting and, and angry stuff happening, right? Because we know that bigotry lasts and has been here forever. Um, in biblical times, it was the the people didn't like the Israelites and the Israelites didn't like them and the Egyptians didn't like these people and the farmers didn't like didn't like the cattlemen and the cattlemen didn't like the other people and everybody. There's always been some sort of bigotry, whether you were hated or disliked because of your culture, your people your position, your job, or the complexion of your skin. 
Then let's move down the line to where we are today when we call it race. There's always been some sort of bigotry. That's never going to end. And you can't make it in by saying, like what the whole gay movement was, you know, you want to make laws and mandates to tell somebody that they can't say something, that they misgender you. Now you can go to, you, you could be locked up, you can go to court, you can do all this other stuff. That's not going to make the person feel any different about you. You cannot mandate and legislate love. You can't even legislate tolerance. Because it's really not against the law for you and I to feel and think the way we feel and think. That is just the way we are. It is against the law for you and I to physically walk up to somebody and slap the smess out of them and say, you know what? I don't like redheaded people. Pow! You can't do that. Now, you could walk up to a redhead and say, you know what? I really don't like redheaded people. And that person has two choices. Go, okay, well, you have a great day and walk off. Or they can turn around and go, and hey, why is that? And then the dialogue begins. But all of this was always to get rid of dialogue. It was always to get rid of everything that made common sense. It was always to get rid of and control us to be submissive to something that we don't want to do. And I said from the onset way back early of last year that they were now going to use coronavirus as a weapon. And by mid-year, it became the weapon of choice for the election season. It was the rope that they were going to hang around Donald Trump's neck so that he would not be reelected. And like a knucklehead, you know, he got elected for being the guy that he was, just a normal human being. Yes, he was rich, but not a career politician, not a politician into the point where, you know, he's going to do all this and kiss the ring. He was the wild card that everyone was afraid of because they could not control him. And the only way they can control him is by bringing up trumped up charges about racism and he's a bigot and so-and-so. They said it so many times and for so long that by the end of the, his five years, because it started before he got into presidency, by the end of all of this, people were so twisted they was really getting physically sick and losing their minds just at the name Trump and that's what the media and career politicians along with their government cronies have done to our brothers and sisters in this country and it was prime fertile ground for what we are now experiencing today in this country. I said that they were going to do that. I said, and it was a whole episode, that it's not going to stop in November. I remember when, when, when Biden was running, talking about, you know, when he gets in office, he's going to end COVID. And I said, did anybody else hear what this man just said? At least he doesn't give mean tweets. At least he doesn't do so-and-so. He's better than the other guy. And we're going to get Kamala Harris. She's a lady of color. She's a so-and-so. You're not going to get nothing. She's not really anything. And if you really checked her history, you should be extremely afraid if he gets bumped off or if he dies, if he gets sick and she takes over. If he gets impeached, which there are some impeachable offenses he did do. So, um, it's It's crazy. It's crazy. Before I left, let, 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 me, let me come back to this about the mandates, about the whole thing, about the forcing people to get stuff and do stuff that they don't want to do as far as this injection goes. Before I took my month off from the podcast and from I took my month off from social media, just before I shut everything down, some of the world, not all the world, because that would be the general statement of me saying all of the world was cheering this on would be already incorrect. There were many who were patting the back of the little tiny uh, uh, royal family, a uh, royal whatever his, he's a royal painter to Britain right now, um, Prince whatever his name is, who married that other knucklehead 
um, Harry and Meghan, right? Meghan, Mike, Merkel, Merkel. I don't really care, to be honest with you, because that's not the point. They won an award. An award. Now, it's not a big award. It's not the Nobel Prize that um, Obama received when he was barely even in the office for five seconds, and he received the Nobel Prize for, what was it, peace or something he was supposed to have done that he didn't even do. He just got elected. Basically, and you and I both know this, he got this because of the complexion of his skin. He did nothing noble. Unless they were saying, you know, it's like a stock market and they're betting on him for in the future. Say, you know what? He's going to do some great stuff in the future. This is what we're going to do. That could have been it. Now, back to the little tiny royals. First of all, I don't care about the royal family. I, that's whole England thing. I don't really care. However, this made the N-E-W-S news. They chose to help the environment and help the planet by only committing to having two children. Oh, dear Lord. They intend... Is it procreate? I think that's the terminology I'm thinking of. The one when you get together and you have the bad. I think it's broken. They intend to have little, little, little ones together. Can I go back to the Bible? To the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Can I go to the Bible for a second? You know, in Scripture, right? I don't know about anybody else's holy book. It says to be fruitful and to multiply. The purpose of this fruitation, fruitation, fruit, the, fr oh crud. The purpose of you having more children and multiplying is not just to sit there and have more food to feed, more kids to feed that you ain't got cash for. It was to multiply the learning that you were learning, the learning that you were going to be teaching them. You were to multiply your love for humanity, your love for God, and you're teaching them to be great citizens on this earth. Not to walk too proudly, but to do all these other great things. Do you understand what I'm talking about when we're talking about to, to be fruitful, have a lot, and your multiplication? And also when you do this, we are repopulating the earth. And when we do this and we repopulate the earth with children that we have raised that have common sense and good love for their neighbor and everything else, what you have now done is you've had 10 kids. Your 10 kids influence single, one person each, right? Your 10 kids influence 10 other children to do the same thing. That's 20 kids. Your 20 kids, that multiplies to somebody else. And as it moves out and stretch out, let's talk about 30 people. That's a massive impact just in your community alone of having people who understand something and about a love for somebody else. That was the purpose. Childbearing is not easy. Childbearing is hard. That's the reason why God created sex to be that good. That's why he created... Eve to look like she did pull up out of Adam before Adam looked at go, oh, snap, now that's some bone on my bone. And immediately they went on and had their children. Did it come with pain? Of course it did. That's the reason why the act of marriage and sex is so good and appealing and euphoric and why we keep going back. And why women keep having children. Because first of all, they don't want to kill a kid. That love is transferred. That child is raised and nurtured. And they go out and populate the earth. Now, if I'm correct, the royal family is supposed to be Catholic. Uh, what's, what's, the, what's the British Catholic type thing? Um, Anglican, right? I, I believe that's Anglican. Um, so they're supposed to be Christian Anglican. I, I don't know what Bible they're reading. 
This is not about a judgment of their faith. It's about the judgment and judging harshly because I can do that irregardless of what the culture tells me, what I can. Don't judge me. You know what I, you know what I really love? Don't judge me. Only God can judge me. Okay, you ought to be scared. It would be far better for you to be judged by a human being harshly than it would be by the person who flung the stars up in the sky, makes the world spin around, put the sun up on there, and make it rain, and the birds fly, and you ain't create any of that. No human being. No one should ever say, you can't judge me, only God can. That is stupid statement. Anyway, so, in the judgment of the culture, that you've gotten to the point where we celebrate abortion, we celebrate celebrities who celebrate abortion, and now we're handing out awards, albeit small, insignificant, that nobody even knows of or even heard of this award. However, because it's the Royals, it hit the news as if it's really big news that should affect us all. We celebrate all of that, and then we celebrate two people who have decided that they're going to stop at two children. I think it was Japan or one of these countries of just about 10 or 15 years ago, I was learning, you know, I was, I was listening to this stuff, I was learning this, and it was like within one generation, if the people didn't have more children, they were just gonna disappear. So you see, the purpose of us having children is to continue, not just the line of our name, but to continue on this planet to do the things that we're here to do. And yet they get a pat in the back like they did something. And here's the thing. They get a pat in the back as if they did something great for the environment because they chose to have two children. Yeah, that really affects the environment really good. The earth will not, but what is it? The global warming work that changed it, it whatever is the climate change is now going to suddenly stop because they decide to have two children. Hallelujah, praise whoever you want to praise. I say Jesus, you say whatever. You go to higher power. But it is insane. The other night I'm sitting down and I look at some headline across my thing and I heard of some, some I had to ask my daughter because I really don't care who half of these young celebrities, anybody else care. I'm not, I'm not a celebrity hound. I'm not those people who follow their lives. I could really care less. Um, seriously, I, I don't, that's not, I watch a movie and that's good. I'm not trying to be all up in someone else's celebrity life because I don't care. Um, Debbie Deva Lovato, whatever the heck her name is, I think she she got real famous up in the news. Well, maybe she was famous before that. You know, last year she did something and said that she was coming out as non-binary, this and that and the other. I don't care. You could have just kept that to yourself and lived your life. Why did you have to announce that to the world so everybody could pat you on your back and you could go, oh, I feel so good about myself. I, I don't get it. We don't need to know that. You don't really need to draw the attention to that. It's really not that big. But here we go a whole year later when I think it was in a tweet or something else. I don't know. I didn't read it. I just read the bits and pieces of what she said. But here is the gist of what she said. Go out and have sex with whoever you want. Masturbate. Do this. Do that. And, and I'm sitting there going... Whoa. You see what I'm saying? Why we should judge harshly the current culture. The Royals get praised for helping the environment by deciding that they're going, and they get an award. It was a cash award at that, $600, which basically is trash. But you go $600 because we're going to pat you on the back. You've decided to have two children. This chick decided that she's not a girl, a chick, whatever you want to call it. Sorry. Someone's probably going to be offended by those words. Yeah, whatever. Um, she decided she's not a boy, she's not a girl, she's not anything, she's non-binary, and she can do whatever she want to do. Then comes and say, hey, you should do whatever you want to do too. Go make those porn 
I think that's what it was. Go make those porno videos. Go do this and go sit out there and go on the internet and go. I'm like, really? Really? And she gets a pat in the back. She may get talked about like people like me and other people common sense or perhaps the left is lifting her up and the right is beating her down. And it really doesn't matter. Here's what I go with this. is like the culture, the current culture is insane. And when I said this to my daughter, I said, why on earth would I take some advice from someone who seems to be confused about who she is? Why would I listen to her? Why would I follow her advice? It would make no sense. And yet people follow these celebrities and yet people follow the royals and yet people fall in line and then they come in line and they get right back to let's run this back to right now. Federal and all government workers will now be getting those shots because you work for the government and the government can control you and your job and if you want to continue working you better go and get this and if you're not going to do it then you need to be tested weekly the new york mayor and the governor shortly before he exited and ruined which he should have done because he was disgusting pig from the beginning his pigotry just happened to catch up to him and the people had enough of him and he was thrown out just before he's going to have to leave office anyway. If I believe correctly this year and we'll be voting for new mayor and governor or something like that or the mayor this year and the government next year and the governor next year. So Cuomo was on his way out anyway. Um, but it's, it's, it's insane. We're going to have to knock on every door and we're going to get these people out there and then the mayor falls behind him. We need to knock on all these doors and tell these people to get out there and we're going to take them down there to get those to get that vaccination. We're going to take them down there. So, what, what the heck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? What if I showed up at your house? Me? And my imaginary six brothers. And we rolled up with our AK-47s, or we just had a baseball bat like Negan, or we just rolled up because we big and thick at 6'6". What if we rolled up to your house, knocked on your door, said, listen, get up out here, eat this chicken pot pie. I, what? Excuse me? I will not eat that. That, that. that doesn't fit my diet. I will not eat that. Nah, mother blinker. You gonna eat this pot pie. What's in it? All the good stuff. MSG. It's got like 3,000 grams of sodium in it. It's got like 50 grams of sugar in it. It's got some partially hydrated, re-ripped off by a mechanic, and somebody put it all together, chicken parts in it, including chicken lips and skin. And we know the FDA said that it's okay if you can have a couple of rat tails up in there, so you can eat that too. But you're going to eat this pot pot. And he throw a hissy fit and say, get up out of my house. You can't come in my house and tell me what to do. That's not, okay. I, that's, that's unhealthy for me to eat. But me and my six brothers snatch you up and say, now nah, you coming right now with us and you're going to sit down and you're going to eat this eight inch chicken pot pie. All of it. Then you're going to wash it down with a two liter soda. He have a fit. Now, I may have made a joke out of this, but it is the same equivalent of you telling someone to go do something that they felt that they don't want to do because they feel it's unhealthy for them or they just don't want to do when you started at from the beginning, you said that there was a choice. Then when we get to the middle, you say it's not a choice. Now we get to the end, you say ain't nobody got no choice. And for those of you who thought you were getting away and work for a private company, we coming after the private company to turn their screws and make them come out here because you know what? We've been giving them nice tax breaks. We've been giving them a couple of dollars to help them out when they were doing their stuff. So now we're going to come after the private companies and tell the private companies, you need to make your employees get this. 
So you people thought you were safe. You ain't safe no more. You don't work for the city. You don't work for the Fed. You don't work for the state. We're going to catch you working for your private company. All you who was fighting for that $15 an hour and half of you lost your job and a half of those or, you know, a quarter of those stores shut up. Now you're going to have other issues. I said that all of this was coming down the line last year. And if you remember, let, let me hear, here's a, here's a thought. Here's a thought. Let me take a break and I'm going to get back to this part of the thought because my mouth is running dry. Now that we have your attention for the next few seconds, we would love to hear from you. Your questions, your comments, whatever it is you want to say, your dislikes, we'd love to hear from you. And you can reach us at whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. That's whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. And while you're also there, you might as well check us out on YouTube. And you can find us at The Whitebeard and TK Experience. And on Instagram at the same name of Whitebeard and TK Experience. Where you can continue to follow along with our adventures on our Friday Night Adventure Show, where we'll be showing you some of the places that we've been going on our hikes and the recent road trip that we have been on. So go check that out on YouTube, the Whitebeard and TK Experience. And you can reach us at whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. Thank you. Just, just, just talking off the top of my head. Let's say from March of last year to March of this year, those of us who are standing here talking and listening to this, those who have lived through and may have gotten sick or did get sick from the virus as it exploded all around the planet, right? You went a whole entire year, right? Many of us went a whole entire year without one vaccination and lived. Now that's not good enough. Now we're working on something we want to give to you. If you remember correctly, if, if you remember, Donald Trump started warp, Operation Warp Speed to get this done. They spent the entire campaign year going, if he does it, I'm not taking nothing about that racism. If he said, I ain't going to take nothing. I wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't trust his administration. I wouldn't trust the doctors. I wouldn't trust. And it's the same freaking Fauci that was working under him. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do and I, and I wouldn't. And I, they went all the way past the election and after the election when he got the stuff rolled out. After getting sick himself and they gave him that great concoction, whatever it was, it got him back up on his feet, followed by um, 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 uh, Ben Carson who got sick and he helped him talk to whoever it was and they gave him whatever the stuff that they gave him to get them back on their feet that they're healthy. So um, they went through all that through the entire election year with all that him and hard and BS they was doing. Don't trust this. Don't trust that. They got half the American people saying, well, I ain't going to trust that. I ain't trusting him. Then they went through the summer of hate and they ain't trusting the government. They ain't trusting this, the black people, this, the black people that we need to help the black people this way. We need to do this and we need to do so. So don't trust this. Don't trust that. Don't trust this. Blah, 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 blah. Boom. January rolled around. Biden get up there and said, look what I did. I did this and I did. Whoa, hold on, brother. That virus did not come from your hands under your administration. It came before you and someone else did it. And they pushed some people to come up with this stuff. After you said don't trust it. After you said don't trust these people. After you said don't trust it because it's too fast. You roll out in January, walk up inside the freaking White House, start talking about I'm going to have 100 days and 100 million people, whatever the number is, because that fool didn't know what number he was talking about anyway. I'm going to have all these people getting this vaccine. Hold the heck up. You said don't trust it. You said we shouldn't trust anything that was coming in this fast. You and all your people. 
Now, all of a sudden, you say, hey, get on board and touch this and take this. And when you start to find out money, people were rejected and say, I'm not going to do this. And people were still dying. They're like, I'm still not going to do this. Now you start saying, we need to make these campaigns. So you get out some old daggone rappers that five generations ago that nobody know of today to get out there and have all these other stuff. You start parading all these black people out here because you found out that the black community, quote unquote, we're not too quick to go out there and get stuck with something. So what do you do? You roll out the black lady, gives her a needle on, on TV and go, oh, look, look what I got. Right. Then you start targeting the black community. Now, didn't they just spend the entire year telling the black folk in America about racism and not to trust this, not to trust Donald Trump, not to trust all this other stuff, not to trust all the, now you come around with some new guy up in the White House and then he goes, hey, trust this. And we're just supposed to do it. And because a number of people won't do it, now you're going after them. We already knew they were attacking conservatives from the beginning and they were going to continue to do that other stuff, right? But everything was Donald Trump's fault. He leaves office, you've got no one else to blame. It's like that single single parent mother. You screaming and yelling and calling this poor kid up out of his face because he reminds you of his father or whatever else he looked like this. And you know, and you call him all kinds of names and this and that. Your daddy left and your daddy did this again. Sis, who are you talking to? You're the only parent he got. And you're the one raising him. So when he gets a little older and beats the living stink out of another woman, you can't blame that on his father because you were in charge of educating him of how to treat a woman. He didn't have any other parent but you. And see, this administration is right there. You can't blame this guy anymore. It's now all in your lap. You went through the whole thing of trying to torch him from before he got in there, the whole entire four years. You wanted to get in, you wanted to be in control and everything else, and now you're in control. And now people are beginning to see what was the plan. But unfortunately, so many people have been beat down so bad that they're going to continue to just fall around and do what they say to do. And that is crazy we should trust you now when you said not to you said the stuff was a choice that we had a choice then you say we don't have a choice and then when we as private citizens said this is what we're going to do then you say well we're going to make sure you never go back to work let's open up the schools you know we can't open school let's do it so they're just making things more and more hard as if that will help the economy and there are some people who are opting out to say, you know what, forget it. Some people who are close to retirement is like, I'm going to retire right now. I'm done. Other people is like, I'll have to find another job. I'll move to another state. And I knew it was coming. Because if you work for the government and they start mandating because they know they can't go after private citizens and force you because it was already unconstitutional. Even this movie he's making right now is unconstitutional. And they know it. So they find creative ways to force you in doing this. Here in my city, during the summer and in the beginning of the year, they were saying, because they were trying to push to get this into the hands and into the bodies of teenagers. Well, when it finally was okay for some 12-year-olds, they started having all kind of like block parties and shows around here. And they're going to bring some musicians and, you know, rappers and, and skate parties, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't really matter what they had. And then they were giving out, I kid you not, $100 gift cards if you went and got the injection. Anybody remember when Obama was running for office and they were giving out them free phones? Now, they weren't telling you to vote for him. Oh, no. Some people really were, though, because that's, that was the whole point. Excuse me. <coughs> so, dang, I forgot to go get the water after I paused. So, 
That was a gimmick. Oh, look, we got this free phone, you know, and then and it was tagged. What was it? What was the tagline? It's Obama phone. So here they go again, right? Because they know how to go after poor and ghetto communities by putting a stick of carrot in front of their face or a nice sweet treat, you know, like that nasty dude that your mama and daddy told you about when you was a kid. Don't accept candy from strangers. If he offer you a nice sweet lolly, you just walk away because you may get snatched up in that blue van, that dark van, or you may not be seen again, right? Okay, here they doing the same thing. Come on down here and get this. We're going to give you a $100 gift card. I'm going to go get my gift card because y'all know there are some people like that. If what you're doing is so good, if it's so great, then why do you need to go through such great lengths to play games, to swindle people, to, to, to persuade people to do this? And look at the crude way of persuading them. Here's a gift card for you, $100. We're having this free concert. Come on down, get your needle, and party with us at a free concert. And when that wasn't working and not working, well, the mayor and the governor who couldn't stand one another, at least in New York City, they got together and said, we're going to really push this. And just before that fool left office, and along with the mayor, decided, you know, if you want to unlock the key to New York, <laughs> this is what you're going to need to do. Your key to partying inside of New York. Yes, if you want to go see a movie, um, which we all been doing sitting in our home on Netflix and everything else and renting things and seeing movies as supposed to be inside the theater on Amazon for a year. Don't really need to go to a movie theater. If you want to be able to go to a gym, excuse me? That's right. And it's probably a good segue to go back into something I was going to start with earlier, which was was really just was really my thing of just a thought. That's right. You will not be able to spend that money that's been coming out your check every month, including last year. They probably waived it for a little bit. I know pub, uh, Public Enemy. Um, uh, uh, what's the gym we we have membership to? Uh, Planet Fitness waived it for a couple of months and then this year when they reopened they started pulling money right out of my daggone bank account i was like shoot i ain't been in the gym in a while you taking the money out and i ain't even go to the gym yet so okay i haven't been to a gym in a year um i got a little bit more cash in my pocket since i have to pay out every month to the stupid thing so you're telling me my key to the city is if i get this injection then i can go back to the gym Hold on a second. So you're going to remove the option of me going to a gym if I don't want to get this thing that's supposed to be more healthy. Actually, they never ever did say it was going to be healthy for you, right? They just said it was going to help you do blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. So, okay. If you want to be able to go to a bar, eh, I can drink at home. If you want to be able to go to a concert and to a club and do all those other things, I leave that for them young kids who want to go out there. My clubbing days ended when I hit 20-something years old, and I was like, eh, this is really boring and a waste of time to just sit around getting drunk. Can't remember the song that was just playing. I don't remember who the person was I was just talking to. Now I got to take me a cab, go home, sleep it off, and get up and go to work tomorrow. Then come back out here and do it the next day. Or the next week. Then come back out here and do it the next week. It all sounds really good when you're young until you're out there and it's like, I'm over this. So the key to the city, right? Those big, those big three things. If you get the injection and you show your little card, that's the key to the city's entertainment. Who gives a rat's butt? about being entertained. But my point is, you think you're appealing to certain people saying, this is what's going to get you to do this if you do this. See, again, finding a way to be creative to forcing you to do something. 
without really sitting here thinking because many of us were common sense and be like, dude, we had a whole year without doing any of that. So like, it's like I had a whole month without watching and listening to the news. So I'm a little backed up on things I have to hear about and read about. So I know that Afghanistan was happening just before I got back on the social media. So I'm a little slow in all that other stuff. And a whole bunch of things have happened in between to the point where it's so much information, I can't even sift through at this point. And I honestly have no desire to sit and look at it. I had a whole month without having my mind fogged and my spirit and my heart in turmoil looking at every news clip and headline and reading this and reading that and sitting there getting ticked off by everything that I read. I had an entire month without it. Didn't listen, didn't watch, didn't hear. People around me didn't send me any information because everybody knew I was taking my month off. And I feel a lot better. My throat's hurting right now from talking to you because this is what this stuff does. This is what it does to a person. So after a month off, I'm not willing to go back to that. But this thing pushed me into this because of that, and I had jumped the gun because I was going to pile together a few things that I missed, and I saw some important things I wanted to touch on, and I said, you know what, I'll get back home and do a crazy train episode and talk about those things. But when I saw this as I was editing, I said, you know what, let me come over here and say with just a thought. So now here's go, here goes just a thought, and I'm gonna, I think I'm going to end with this because I'm running all over the place. <laughs> Let's go back to 2020. January, I went down to DC. My daughter and I, we were in our car. Uh, I think we went hiking or maybe not. We went down to DC, we hung out in a hotel, went to a restaurant, got some food, walked around the town. Not really walked around the town, we stayed by where we were. Got back in the car, we came home. Her birthday happens in March. I think we went hiking in February. Um, then we were shopping or something else like that. Then all of a sudden the rug was pulled out from under the entire world. Then they started talking about lockdowns and shutdowns. And everybody started running to the supermarket. Now, we had already gone shopping and it wasn't time to go shopping yet. And so we were running out of food. And, you know, we usually, we go to a particular rest, a particular, we go to a particular store. And, um, and so we were always shopping there. About this time, we had found this other store, Stu Linens, that my dad talked about for many years, and I went there one time. So we, we went to Stu Linens a, a bit, and that's in Yonkers from us. So we had a few things in the house. We had to go pick up a, a few things. We go downstairs. We can't get toilet paper because people went bananas and got the toilet paper. We tried to get some paper towels, which we don't use a great deal of paper towels. We'll buy like two, maybe three rolls, and that'll last us for a bit. I'm not a giant paper towel using thing. You know, something spill on the floor, I go and mop it up. Something's on the counter, I use a sponge, clean it off, and go about my business. So, you know, we don't use paper towels like that. Um, you know, I get maybe eight, 10 rolls of toilet paper that lasts us until it runs out and we get down to the last roll and sometimes you're down to that last roll with that last two little squares on that thing, then you run downstairs, right? So at this particular point, when we were doing this at this time, I think we had maybe two or three rolls in the closet. I said, you know what? Let's go downstairs and go get a couple of rolls of toilet paper. You know, get what we usually get. I'm, I'm not gonna go downstairs and start acting stupid like people. Well, we couldn't get any. Scott toilet paper disappeared. A lot of other stuff disappeared. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I started ordering food online because of all the other stuff. Well, we couldn't get food online and it was gonna be like a week or two. I'm like, well, I might as well just go to the store because I'm not gonna be sitting here waiting and we got the eggs and the milk is gone. Get it? So this is March, end of March-ish. We get to the supermarket the toilet paper aisle was empty. 
I saw people with their carts piled up with stuff like bottled water, toilet paper, and everything else. We walked past other people's carts, carts, and what we saw in there was like chips, cookies, cakes, and all that stuff, soda, and some other things. We walked past some other people's cart, and they had maybe some meat in there and a bunch of other things. I went to the frozen food section, and most only thing you found in there was probably broccoli. But a lot of the frozen stuff was gone. And I think because once all that stuff was out, the shipments didn't come in to put that stuff back on the shop. Because remember, a lot of the trucking and everything else wasn't coming into the stores when things started shutting down. So you go over to the frozen food, that was kind of bare. You had a few little scraps sitting up on side the shelf. I know this sounds really long. You've already been here this long, so you might as well listen some more. We rolled down the aisle. And, um, and I've been doing this, my wife and I, long before she died, we've been doing this uh, during the winter time. We take extra vitamin C and we get some ginger and some lemon and some honey. We hook that up, we mix that up and we'll drink that and all the other stuff. So I've been doing this for a while. A couple of years ago, um, I heard one of my pastors say about when he fasts, he uses that with some cayenne. I'm like, what? So we try some cayenne. Me, me and TK is like, wow. That stuff is powerful. And, you know, as I've been getting older, every time the winter rolls around, I get this cough and a whole bunch of other stuff and get congested. I'm like, man, New York weather is disgusting. Because I've been outside of New York in the winter and haven't felt that way. It's weird. We'll hike up in the wilderness and you breathe this fresh air and it feels so good in the lungs. When we get in the car and the closer and closer we drive to the city, the air is really, really bad. I have had points where my eyes were burning and watering as we got closer to New York City. That's crazy. So, I went and I picked up some ginger and um, got some other stuff and some vegetables as we usually do, uh, I, we, my family's always been big on fresh vegetables and, and uh, fruit. And um, when, during this time, I was like, huh, okay, some of the fruit is not here that I may have wanted, right? So what I did was we started getting canned fruit, especially for stuff that we know was off sea. So we got some canned fruit and we stuck that up to just a half, right? Just a half. At the time, and I told you this before, I was planning on camping for that year and around Around March is when I start looking at it because camping season is coming up. And so I'll order some of our uh, dehydrated meals that we're going to take when we're camping and we're hiking. And it was at that point that I realized how bad things were. I couldn't find these companies. Everybody started hoarding things and buying them out. I couldn't get anything. We had a few dehydrated packs. And I was like, this is insane. Um... That's how I knew how bad it was. But here is the point. And I'll segue right back to what I said from the beginning about the, the, uh, the vaccination. We walked down the aisle to get pads, which is right next to, you know, the vitamin aisle. And this is what we saw. The vitamin section in every store that we went to had full shelves. I'm gonna give you a little time to think about that. Full shelves, they were stocked. Moltrin, all that stuff was there. There was plenty of vegetables, plenty of fruit. That stuff came in for a while, and it was there. Plenty of fresh vegetables, plenty of fresh fruit, plenty of vitamins, plenty of, of all these other things. But everyone's cart was filled up with hot freaking pockets. And any other frozen foods that you can think of, like you can actually, I mean, you must have had like one of those extra freezers, because if you didn't, I don't know what everybody was doing on frozen stuff. And it was stocked up with that, all of the chips, because the chip aisles were, di were, were gone, so all of the chips, the soda, the beer, the wine, all these things were disappearing, they were gone, but what was left on the shelf and what was left inside the store were fresh fruit, 
vegetable, vitamins, and all these things that could have helped people build their immunity and get stronger and get healthier. But in return, what happened was people got sicker, more unhealthy, mentally, physically, spiritually, the entire thing. They shut down the churches, there goes your spiritual health. But the bars were open. Because you know why, right? That's poor folk escape. Although, you wouldn't catch me in a bar. That little glass of wine, eight to ten dollars. I can go get a whole bottle for ten dollars. Going to the bar is not a poor man's game. So here's my point. That stuff remained on the shelves. People thought about all the junk food to get off to eat. They didn't think of all the good food to get off the shelf and eat. No one has ever said since this thing has begun, boost your immunity. Eat the stuff that would help you boost your immunity. They never told you about diet and exercise because they told you to stay locked up inside your house. Don't even open up your windows. Take that sucker down. You think I'm joking? I knew someone who we who we watch on um on YouTube and and they had their windows taped down. I'm like, y'all crazy. You need fresh air. So, with your best interests in mind, yours and mine. The key to New York City is we don't told you what to do. We didn't tell you what you should do to make yourself a little bit more healthy. Eat these things, boost your immunity, do all this other good stuff. We didn't even push for you to go and get the flu shot or something else you would normally get this year. We told you go and get this and then say, you know what? We're going to keep them, them gyms closed unless you go get this needle. All right. Now, why would you? Isn't the gym good for you to go get yourself back into shape or continue to shape and keep yourself healthy? Think about this. At what point is anybody really caring about our health? If we're not getting this other part of the message, you're only getting one message. And the one message is you're going to die. We're dying anyway. We're going to die anyway. But it's the sphere of this one virus that's going to kill you and grandma. And before they had it in the works, everybody went who still, who's still alive had went through the entire year without it. And now you're mandating it. And now you're forcing it. And now you're making people do it. And now you're taking the choices away from them. And now you're doing all these other things. But never in a whole year has the message ever been. Except for don't trust Donald Trump. Don't trust his doctors. Don't trust this. And they're the same people who went through who created these daggone things. Nowhere did they say all these expert and doctors about boosting your immunity your your normal regular human your your normal immune system because that's a good thing you can say take the needle but you should also tell people how they should stay healthy be healthy and promote this healthiness Go outside and jog with your mask on. Why? Go outside and breathe the fresh air and get it in your lungs. Now granted, TK and I are never really around a lot of people. Our family is spread out and they have moved and left New York and left us here. So we're pretty much the only ones left in the Bronx. But, you know, so our family is spread out. And we're usually, we're usually, for the past couple of years, we're usually in the car traveling to somewhere in the outdoors, whether we're camping or we're taking a road trip or we're hiking, which is what we were doing every weekend anyway. So we're always outside, usually away from people. And it's a massive benefit to saying, to getting outside and breathing in fresh air. So my point is, is that they've been doing this 
this strange dance for a whole year, but never told people about boosting their immunity, didn't tell them about anything else, there's only one message, never the other. But we have your best interests at heart. The economy is falling apart. We want to boost the economy. Guess what? If you want to go back to work, you got to get this. Hold on a second. If you want the key to the city and get back to getting to indoor gyms, well, then I'll just stay in the outdoor gym and go hiking like I've been doing for the past five years anyway. Four years anyway. That's not an incentive to me or other people who might say, you know, I don't want to do that. That's not an incentive. When I can go outside to a park, when I can go hike and I can do other things, I don't need to run in a treadmill like a hamster in a wheel and just go nowhere when I can actually run outside. I don't need to sit on a bike and be nowhere and just a little second looking at the person in front of me who's on their bike, you know, going side to side, rocking with the sweat hanging off their back, when I can be on my bike actually traveling in the fresh air. That's not an incentive. But it's weird that you would use that as an incentive. It's weird that they would use, come get a $100 gift card as an incentive. It's weird they would say, bring your teenager to this concert and get a needle as an incentive. For something that says, we're all about your health. But stop talking about obesity. Now I'm fat, so you know what I'm saying? But, and I have diabetes. So we stop talking about that stuff in only one conversation. And most people who are already unhealthy have gotten worse in the past year. And someone said something the other day and I was like, you know what, you're right. A lot of people who were already dying from this already had compromised immune systems because of whatever diseases or illnesses that they had. That doesn't mean everybody. I'm not saying everybody. But what I'm saying is, is that when you're talking about the health of the American people, why are you only telling them that there's one way to do something? How about you can do this, come get this, but this is what also you need to be doing too. Let's get you into taking these things or eating these things that would help build your body up so that you would also have that natural immunity while we're also going to supply you with this thing. Why isn't that said? And when people are saying, I don't want to do this, why do they keep finding more creative ways to force people to do something that they just don't want to do. If that's the case, I'm going to come to your house with my six brothers, which I don't have any, by the way, and we're going to bring this eight-inch chicken pot pie and a two-liter soda and tell you to drink it and eat. Don't fight it. This is what we're all doing right now. This is what we must do. We must eat this pot pie and drink this two liter soda. That's what we're all doing right now. And doing this will make everything normal again because this is what is good for you. Do it, do it now. Just a thought, just a thought. And as I said about current culture, you pat them on the back because they chose not to have any children. This young lady, well, can't call her lady, what the heck do you call her? Non-binary, yeah, right, I guess that you call some, just non-binary person, human being, or whatever it is, um, decided, okay, well, this is what I'm gonna be. And now this year, she's telling all these young people who may be falling behind her. And since she says she's non-binary, let's see, who would be her follower? Other people who would say and claim that they're non-binary, gay, queer, whatever the heck it is. And they would be following her because nobody else would be listening to her. That would not be her fan base. Same way with politics. Uh, your base is not gonna listen to the other guy. They're gonna listen to you. And her message is, Go out and make those porn videos. Go out and have sex with whoever, whoever you want to do. 
Go and do this. Why would I listen to you? You're crazy. You're whacked out of your mind. That's right up there with a single person going to tell you about marriage and they ain't never been married a day in their life. Why would I listen to you? Why would I listen to any of these talking heads in culture right now that are telling us to do some of the most insane, extreme things? When you and I, who may have common sense, can sit down and go, wait a second, that's not going to work out well. Again, that's just my thought today on this here crazy train edition of our podcast. I'm going to get out of here because I'm kind of hoarse right now. I didn't bring some water or something in here to drink as I would normally do. Um, yeah. I'm going to get out of here. And God willing, I'll talk to you soon.